Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves the experience of cracking them open or you love the convenience of no-shell pistachios like myself, Wonderful Pistachios is the perfect healthy snack for when hunger strikes. And there are a bunch of tasty flavors to choose from too, like honey roasted, smoky barbecue, jalapeno lime, and more. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Sirius XM Radio presents, in conjunction with House of Athlete, I am athlete tonight. What up, what up, everyone? Hope you're having a terrific Tuesday. This is I Am Athlete Tonight. I am your host, Emmy Award-winning sports analyst and 10-year NFL defensive lineman, Lee J. Doosable, and you know I'm with my squad, a co-host on I Am Athlete who believes Mike McCarthy and Kellen Moore should be fired from the Dallas Cowboys. She's also the president of the Dak Prescott fan club, Ashley Nicole Moss, and the king of the money line, Big Bet, he rushed for over 2,000 yards in one season at McDivitt High School and is the Philadelphia Eagles' all-time leading rusher. He's a host on the show Speak on FS1, Mr. Crazy Work himself. LaShawn Shady McCoy, how's everybody doing tonight? We're good. I'm good. I've been better, but I'm good. Dudes, what actually, you mean you've been better? I got doing today. I'm in mourning, dudes. What do you mean? I'm in mourning. I'm you in. Gotta let that go. Mourning. That game was. That game was two days ago. It doesn't matter. I'm still. I'm. I'm, I'm in mourning. Give me one more day. I need seventy-two I, hours. I. I got a question. <laughs> no, shady. You don't have a question. <laughs> did Did I hear you say that somebody wanted Kellen Moore's job? Kellen Moore's job. Did yeah, I say she, somebody? She, call, she calling for his head, shady. She say? calling for his head. Or should I say someone should take his job? He, wait, oh, you don't like him? I'm saying that I think Kellen Moore as the offensive coordinator has run its course. That's what I'm saying, or that's what I what? said. <laughs> yeah. Listen, listen, listen. Don't, yeah, don't, me and Ashley disagreed on this yesterday. Yeah, that, that, sounds real, <laughs> that sounds real crazy, but hey, that's her opinion. That sound, all, what part of that sounds crazy? Well, he's, he's so good that he's up for like head coaching jobs. He'll have interviews. I'm not saying I'm let me rephrase. I'm not saying Yo, he's not, I, I'm not saying he's not a good offensive coordinator. I'm not saying he wouldn't be a good head coach. I'm just saying his time with the Dallas Cowboys has run its course. Those wait, are wait, two wait. Different before before I give my answer, we're like, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. Why? Why has it ran its course? I just don't think that he and his play calling has benefited the offense and specifically Dak Prescott enough what? to result in substantial wins. And that doesn't mean that he's not good at his job. It just means that him, Dak, and that offense right, have just right. ran, ran its course. It's just well, not I, working. I'll say this. Since we're on this, since we're teammates, <laughs> we're teammates. I'm just going to help you out a little bit. That Don't say that. That sounds crazy. Dak How does Prescott, that sound crazy? I'm about to tell you. Without, without him, right, Dak Prescott will be throwing even more picks 
Yo, he makes he, he simplifies the game so easy for Dak Prescott. All the quick game stuff he brings to the table. Yo, did you see that one drive they had when they scored? You think that he wait, you wait, think wait. he called a good game for Dak Prescott oh, oh, in that last wait. game against the 49ers? Wait, real quick, real quick. Hey, yes. Hey, 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 dude, you, do. you see that, that that yes, that touchdown drive they had? You see how he's dicing that up? You think that play calling mm-hmm. was good? You think yeah. it was crazy. You think it was it was not predictable. You think it was all those things that would have been nah, beneficial. I, we're, no. Well, this is what I asked you, Ashley. You're saying that the play calling was predictable. We kind of talked about this yesterday. Um, when they were down by seven, right, and they had the ball with just under three minutes to go. Uh-huh. Dak Prescott's first throw was almost a pick six. That's on Kellen Moore or is that on play no. design? But let me but let me let me say this. It's not circumstantial either. The play calling for the Dallas Cowboys has always been predictable. It has always been lack That's of That's not true. Yes, it Not is. I don't think with Tony Moore, Pollard, that's Ke- true. Yo, 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 Kellen Moore is, is a beast, dog. Yo, I'm not even, even, even not. on that I'm play, on that play, dudes, on that same play, he had he had City Land with a gimme out route, easy. Yeah. There is yo, no, that, it. There is no creativity wow. within well, Kellen Moore's play calling enough to throw another team, another defense off its game, and that's not saying it won't be beneficial for another team, another organization. It's not to say he wouldn't even make a good head coach. I'm saying with the Dallas Cowboys, it has become very predictable. That's all I'm saying. Well, this is what I would say to rebuttal that, Ashley. Perfect example, Zach Wilson with the Jets, right? When you are nervous that your quarterback is going to throw picks, Mm -hmm. you kind of tell some of the playbook back, right? We got to think about it. Seven straight games, Dak Prescott threw an interception. If you're the offensive play caller, how much more inventive do you want to be when this guy's throwing interceptions? That's that's, that's a great point. Let's let's even take this season out of the equation. Let's go back to the season that Dak came back after injury. Kellen Moore's play calling was not beneficial to the quarterback that just came back from an injury. It was not conducive to the quarterback Dak Prescott was at that moment in time. He was so, running plays and calling then plays. They, then he wasn't he top was five not, in passing. He was top five in passing, bro. So what? so wait wait wait. Let, let, wasn't he the top, he five, top five in passing that year? He was. He was. I don't know. I don't, she must have forgot that. But look, this is my thing, though, Ash. Let me let me ask you this: What type of offense do you want to see Dak Prescott in? That's my question. Because if he throws picks with something that's uh, what is it? Uh, you said predictable. Something uh-huh. that's more creative. Uh-huh. I mean. So you think on that last drive when Dak threw three passes instead of continuing to run the ball as much as possible, even without Tony Pollard, you thought that was good play calling? That was good I mean, decision making? I do agree with that. I think that and we said that yesterday. I think they should have ran the ball at least once. You said, who already but, threw two interceptions in the game, who was not having a good oh, passing game. You paying us through the $160 having, million. Dollars. You think, having, you think having him throw three passes in that last drive that could have drove, could have gotten them downfield instead of running the ball and see, trying to bull the defense see, as much as possible play calling. The problem is this. The problem is this, right? It's 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 people like Ash, my teammate. They make excuses for Dak. You I'm not making dude, any excuses oh, for oh, him. Oh, 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 let, me, let me finish. Let me finish. You pass him okay, by a hundred. You pass him by right. He's the most expensive player on your team, and you're telling me let's take the ball out of his hands and give it to somebody else. Yes. What? If he's throwing, if he threw two picks in a game, and you see he's not making oh. passes. Absolutely take the ball Yo, out of his hands. That's when, not making excuses for him. Because pop- last show, you weren't here, but dudes can be my witness. I came down on Dak, and I said, look, 
You can't just be a good quarterback, it. a great quarterback. No, she, she, she has some words for Dak. And Dak and, and Dak Prescott's supporters, you have to show the world that you're capable of, and he has not done that. Not taking blame away so, from Dak. But I'm the, the, also putting blame on Kellen Moore. Those are so terrible play calls. And then and then and then also, Deuce, when, when Tony Power left, the the mm. running game, when they did run the ball, they only averaged one point eight a carry. Mm. What do you want them to do? What do you want them to do? And secondly, right? If I, ask you, to figure it out, about, if I ask you, if I ask you, well, I hopefully if I gotta pay somebody. That was my thing, my next question. I said, why, yeah. why are they paying Dak if that's the case? Yeah, I, if you pay me, I'm, I gotta deliver it. But my thing is, so who lost that game? You think for the Cowboys? You think it was the coordinator? You think it was Dak? Who you think? I'm just asking. I just want to know. I, I'm curious to I know. Put it, I I I put it on Dak. I put it on Kellen Moore. Those are. The, I would say they have the most blame in that in that game. I mean, we, I agree. we, no, actually, we had this conversation yesterday. Yo, we got to agree to disagree on that 100 of the blame on Dak. Yes. Should he have gone above the X's and O's? Yes. Should he have played a better game when it came to passing? Absolutely. I'm not I'm not negating him of, of blame. That's, let me make that very clear. That is not yeah. what I am. He is very much to blame for like, that. Like 100%. Loss. But I would be I would be lying yo, they, if I said Kellen Moore did not have blame in the situation. Yo, he did. They, couldn't even, they couldn't even score, right? That's 49ers. Only in the first half, the only points they ain't they got was turnovers from from the from Cowboys. If you look at all his interceptions, those are terrible reads. Like like Andy Reid couldn't save that. And that's on his. But that's but that's, that's what I'm crazy. saying. I'm not putting it been all three the picks. There's there's I'm not putting all the blame on him, but I'm also not taking it away from him either. He Man, is very that first, much, that, that like first touchdown drive. I, I was impressed. I was with that first touchdown drive. I was impressed on the play calling. The misdirection, the runs, the the the, the, the quarterback keepers. I was impressed. The fake okay, runs, the tight end. Okay, when Tony Pollard <laughs> went down, what happened? I mean, he's your, where, he's your where, second. Where's your, he's where's just, your, create, okay. where's your creativity well, well, there? Oh, oh, I got to do's, do's. I'm going to answer. Where's I'm answer creativity? For you. Yo, so when Pollard went out, then they started going to CeeDee Lamb. CeeDee Lamb had the bomb over top. CeeDee Lamb had a couple yes. screens. He started, he started rolling. A couple screens, yeah. She can't do everything. He, he only I'm a coordinator. I'm not saying he's not responsible. I'm not saying he's not majorly Ooh. responsible. I'm saying he's not solely responsible. Well, I, I, I will add this, Ashley. I know you said you felt like the oh, no. offense was not inventive enough. It was too predictable. Kyle Shanahan uh, without co- was was that play calling the 49ers that they were doing was a, ten times more creative than what the mm. Dallas Cowboys. Doing. Really? Uh, Yo, they I, think, I think Dan Quinn had Shanahan in a blender. So he had him in a box. Dan Quinn had Shanahan in a blender. Even with that, though, what was Kyle Shanahan and that offense able to do? They were still able to figure what? out a way to make something happen, and that is where the Dallas Cowboys, Dak Prescott, and Kellen Moore fell short. That is what I'm be, saying. You, yes, you lost Tony Pollard. Yes, you, the 49ers defense is tough. Average. How do you combat that? That is the job of Kellen Moore and Dak Prescott to figure this out. Sounds and they crazy. Both fail. And they but both failed. They only really had the one drive with the kiddo catching and the runs. Other than that, and, Dallas and deuce, defense and deuce, shut them down. But everything that was being thrown at that Dallas defense, although it was not working, it was creative. He was trying to make something that? happen. That was that? the complete opposite of what Dallas was doing. Complete Whatever that, opposite. Whatever that means, they got shut down. I don't know the creativity. You got shut down. This is my thing, though. Dudes, I, didn't, I never played defense in line. But yeah. I know after y'all shut this up, to shut the rundown, shut the rundown, eventually, 
if the offense ain't putting no points up, no pressure, y'all going to get tired. In the second yeah. half, they That's what happened. Down. They got beat down that second they, half. They was tired. Because, look, all the, all, all the stuff that you said Kyle, Kyle Shanahan did that was so spectacular, which I didn't see, I they didn't shut it down. They, a, they averaged – okay, I'm sorry, creative. They averaged 30 points under Brock, Brock Purdy, right? Mm. The boys had 19 points, and on top of that, they couldn't two even, off they, of turnovers. Two off of turnovers. They couldn't even move the ball. That's obvious, though. You're playing. There's you're ha- you have two really good defenses in that game. I did not expect it to be a high scoring game. But what so I I'm do trying to figure out what, what, what part did you see 49ers. that was so good from the creativity of Kyle Shanahan? Because what I give the 49ers credit for, unlike the Dallas Cowboys, is yes, yeah. the Dallas defense was giving them a hard time, but yes, they, they were throwing they were throwing everything against the wall to make something happen. That is the complete opposite of what Dallas was doing. Complete okay. opposite. Once Tony Pollard went down, there was no trying to throw everything. Figure it. Go big or go home. Give me something. It was what? the same three plays oh. after Tony Pollard went down. It was the same three plays. What, what, what I'll say you can't get to that, creative. and then we, we got we to gotta, we gotta push this conversation forward, is, yeah, actually, I do agree with you. I think they were predictable as far as getting CD land the ball, but those screens were working. It wasn't like they weren't yeah. working. He was getting was yardage yards. on them. They were so, working. Until yeah. they weren't, and that's my frustration. And then another big throw that happened, and it was in cover cover three. Fred Warner had CD Lamb oh. down the seam. He missed T.Y. Hilton for a walk-in touchdown. Oh, walk-in! That's not on the court. That? He literally that's called the, the perfect coach? play. Four verts versus cover three is a is a cover three beater. That's a great point, and, and Dak, Pre- Dak Prescott missed an easy read. That's yes, not on the court. That's open. on the quarterback. If we had to give out percentages, I'm saying 85 percent of that game is on Dak Prescott. But I, I, I you know what? I respect okay. that from you. You giving him 85 okay. percent. I, I can take that. I respect I that. that. I respect that. 85 percent. Okay, but you was coming off. It was okay. You was just okay. I can take that. That right there. We was, it's, it's not like you was making it 50 yeah, 50. Like, <laughs> because Kellen Moore is not free of fault either. My, my, my last pushback is this, though, because when she's playing like that with the percentages, I respect that better. Because my thing is, like, if your quarterback is struggling, right, with a predictable offense, how can I get even more creative when you. The, the simple stuff ain't working, so I can't get too creative. Yeah. <laughs> Two picks might be five picks. <laughs> it's this is like, I Am yeah, Athlete man, tonight. Like... I'm your host, Lee J. Dudes. But with my squad, Ashley Nicole Moss and LaShawn Shady McCoy, we got a really good show. Let's go ahead and get Shit. into it. We'll get an early look at the four teams playing in the conference championship this Sunday. Tom Brady is frustrated about people asking him what he plans to do in the future. And Jim Gray asking him happened to be the last straw. We'll tell you what Brady had to say in response. And it's Get It Off Your Chest Tuesday. The divisional uh, round just happened this past weekend. Tell us how your team played. Are you mad like Ashley? Are you happy like Shady because the Eagles advanced? We want to hear from you. Give us a call. 888-623-3646. 888-MAD-DOG-6. But first, LaShawn, Shady McCoy, and Ashley Nicole Moss. The Patriots are finally not out thinking themselves, right? Last year, they decided to hire two defensive coaches to put them on the offensive side of the ball. Now it looks like they're bringing in a familiar face. Bill O'Brien is going to be returning to the New England Patriots as the new offensive coordinator. Now he spent the last few seasons down in Tuscaloosa at the University of Alabama. And let's not forget, he's got history with Bill Belichick. Before he became the you know Houston Texans head coach, he was on the offensive uh, staff for the New England Patriots from 2007 to 2011. Let's not forget he had that big fight on the sideline with Tom Brady. I think it was in 2010 with Tyquan Underwood. A little, little bit of miscommunication. I think Tom Brady ended up throwing an interception and Bill, you know, Bill O'Brien got into it with Tom Brady. So, Shady, let me ask you this question first. 
Mac Jones, you know, kind of had a regression this year. Rightfully so. He had two defensive guys, one defensive guy, one special teams guy on the offensive side calling plays. With Bill O'Brien coming back, do you see Mac Jones taking a progressive step kind of like he did his rookie year? <clears throat> I got to say no. No. I'm just thinking about, like, they haven't been developing players. Have you seen something I haven't seen? I don't know. I, w- I watched how they say how great Belichick is, and he develops players, and there won't be Tom Brady without him. And I look at that, and I say, that's bull crap. Because when I watch your team now, I don't see nobody look that, like they're developed. Mac Jones ain't getting no better. Then you yeah, take he a got worse this co- year. <laughs> you take a defensive coordinator and they make him an offensive coordinator? What, what are we doing here? So, mm. I mean, hey, I- I'm not the smartest guy, right? But that don't make sense to me. So I, I, I don't I don't see where this this Patriots team um will, will be good next year. Truly don't. So but you don't even think with Bill O'Brien, who's mainly an offensive guy coming yeah. back into fold. You know, he was with Brady for all those years for four years with Josh McDaniels there. You don't think with him coming back, right, that Mac Jones can take a progressive step? I you know what? I, I truly think that um he's a solid coach, right? But I only know him from the the Brady era with the Patriots, and I've, mm-hmm. I'm I'm truly I'm truly a believer of Tom Brady is the New England culture. I don't see no culture nothing else. That's the real culture. I think it's Tom Brady, and then I look at his his time with the Texans. Right, it wasn't bad. I mean, but you had some players. <laughs> you did have D Hop. You you I mean you did have Deshaun Watson. So yeah. it's hard to replace those type of players. Now, when I look at the, the Patriots, I don't see them type of players, especially on offense. So it's going to be a hard yeah. time for me to buy into um, him developing Mac Jones. Um, yeah. So we'll, we'll see, though. We'll see. Yeah, actually, I'll ask you this question. He was with Alabama the last two years. We know they usually have one of the most high-powered offenses. They didn't have none of the receivers that they're used to having this year. Now, they did have a stable of running backs and probably will have the number one player in the draft and Bryce Young coming out this year. But with them actually having an offensive-minded coach on the offensive side, do you think Mac Jones could get back to where he was his rookie year, maybe even take a progressive step? I mean, he'll take a step. I don't know if it'll be progressive. Here's the thing, like having an offensive-minded coach and and having someone familiar with your, your quarterback is great, but they don't have the offensive weapons, I feel like, for that to really matter. Like, it, they're just Max. missing much. And I think that Max development is going to continue to suffer until they go ahead and build that offense up. You know, we used to talk about right. this with Tua a lot. Was it really fair for Tua to come into a situation and everyone expect him to do these elaborate things when he really didn't have the pieces? So, like, you can't sure. really yeah. gauge the development of a, of a young quarterback until he's in a situation that's conducive for his development. So, yeah, mm. will we see, like, slight strides in, in certain aspects of his game? Probably. I mean, I, I don't think he's going to be the exact same. He may get slightly better at some things, but I don't think it's going to be a substantial jump. There's just not enough around him for that to actually happen. That's yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Um, Mac Jones actually did spend a little time with Bill O'Brien at the University of Alabama. Shady, let me ask you this. I know you're, you've are you been very vocal on how you feel about Bill Belichick and his coaching tender um, outside of Tom Brady. Um, how much longer do you see Bill Belichick staying with the Patriots, right? You know, again, didn't make the playoffs this year. Um, losing record, I believe they finished 8-9. Had a chance to get into the playoffs if they won, you know, one of the last two games. They didn't do it. Last year got blown um, about 30 in the playoffs. Don't forget that. Yeah, I think they finished 9-8, and eight, my bad. But, um, yeah, how long do you think Belichick 
stays on with the Patriots. This this is what I will say about Bill Belichick. I, I think he's earned the right, um, and he has a has obviously an amazing uh, resume where if he wants to coach to he's whatever age, he can do that. I, I'm sure uh, Robert Kraft won't won't give him his walking papers, right? So <laughs> I, think he, I think he's he's had so much success there. Um, he's an icon and a legend there. So yeah, I think he can coach whenever how long he wants to. Yeah, as I as I look at this, you're right, right? He's earned the right with all those rings that he has. I believe it's it's seven. Some rings um, and same, things. Well, no, six, right? Because Brady has seven. He got the one with Tampa Bay. Uh, he's earned the right to be there as long as he wants. To your point, though, it just hasn't looked as good since Brady hasn't been the quarterback. Hey, right now, hey. they went to the playoffs. Hey, you know what he I mean? got smoked by Talk thirty. You know, the year before that, they didn't make the playoffs. This year, they uh, had a chance to win at the end versus the Buffalo Bills and get in. Didn't make the playoffs. The offense, again, you talked about it, right? They had a defensive-minded coach and a special teams coach in charge of the offense. Now they get Bill O'Brien. And we know usually, you know, the Patriots are a team they don't beat themselves. But this is one of the first years, Shady, where that didn't come to fruition. Like, a lot of penalties, a lot of, um, you know, situational football that, Really didn't line up with the that's not, Patriot that's way. That's not possible in the Bill Belichick. That's not possible. You wouldn't think so, like, but it was Whoa. it was weird to see that this year. Weird, the weird penalties. Way? Are you sure, not situ- situational football. They didn't, you know, they weren't executing at a high level that they're accustomed to. And when you guys talked about it, right, the talent deficiency between them and other teams. When you don't execute at a high level, when you don't beat yourself with penalties, like it's hard for you to win games. And we saw that this year. Now, again, to y'all's point, I do believe they do take maybe a progressive step on offense just because they have an offensive minded guy finally. Right. Like when McDaniels was there, they went to the playoffs, right? He ends up going to Vegas. They hire a defensive special teams guy. Now they got an offensive guy. The thing is, will he be able to to elevate the offense where it was two years ago and maybe make a run in the playoffs? They are getting older on defense. They have sublet some, some, some younger pieces in there, but they are getting a lot older on defense. McCordy. I don't, we'll know if he, if he comes back another year. Um, you know, Judon isn't getting any younger either. He's still playing he's at a very nice high though. level. Yeah. yeah, he's still playing at a very high level. But so we'll, we'll see where, you know, the Patriots end up this year. And honestly, how much longer Bill Belichick plans to coach? Because if you continuously not make the playoffs, and he literally just made it a year ago before this year, I mean, you know, do you stick around when you're in your 60s and getting ready to get in your 70s? The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also, 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Do you want a beautiful lawn? 
Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Welcome back to I Am Athlete. Tonight I'm your host, Lee J. Doosville, with my squad, Ashley Nicole Moss and LaShawn Shady McCoy. We're going to take an early look at the four teams in conference championship weekend. We got the 49ers versus LaShawn Shady McCoy's Eagles and the Bengals versus the Kansas City Chiefs in a rematch between the AFC championship game last year. Actually, three of the four teams were in conference championship last year, excluding LaShawn Shady McCoy's Eagles, who are the number one seed in the NFC. And literally, guys, we've never I don't think we've ever seen that wasn't a shot fire. I don't think we've ever seen, you know, as far as the lines for a conference championship weekend this close. To begin now, I know the line has kind of changed since it did, you know, early on Sunday and yesterday, because I believe before the line was minus one and a half for Philadelphia. Now it's minus two and a half. And before it was minus one and a half Kansas City. But now Cincinnati is favored on the road minus two and a half. I think a lot of that has to do with, you know, Patrick Mahomes and where his ankle could potentially be. Ashley Nicole, let me ask you first. Are these the four best teams in the conference championship this weekend? I mean, I guess. Not just because they got there. I'm just saying, are they the four best? Do, do you think these are the four best teams, two on each side? I would say so, yeah. I mean, obviously, Kansas That's big City, for you to admit. Yeah, obviously, Kansas City is, is and I feel like that's an obvious take. I think the 49ers, I mean, you can never underestimate defense. Offensively, we all know we've been speaking about it. Brock Purdy's been playing exceptionally well. Um, but I'm a big believer in defense wins championships, and the 49ers defense has been consistent the entire season. Same thing with the Eagles. Um, and honestly, like I, I know the Bengals got off to maybe a little bit of a rough start for some people, but I could I've never underestimated that team. We saw we talked about it the other day or yesterday's show. Sometimes it's the team with the momentum that is the most dangerous, and they've kind of just like the year they went to the Super Bowl, hit all cylinders at the right time. And I think that's a testament to a really good team is not really getting caught up in what has happened or what, but what's going to happen. And I think that they've been able to persevere and just kind of keep their head down, do the work. And it's been working. Everything's kind of was firing off at the right time. And they've been able to keep that momentum, which is the hardest thing to do, especially when a lot of people are considering you to be an underdog, considering you to not be a team you got to worry about. They haven't really let the noise affect them and they fired off and got it together at the right time. And I think that they're going, to, they're probably out of the four. I think the most dangerous team that's left because of the momentum mm. that they've been coming into that they're coming into this, this weekend with for sure. I actually kind of agree with that. If you look at the Bengals, actually them and the 49ers, I believe they're both on 10 game win streaks and Cincinnati, just going back to last year, to your point, Ashley, right. They had similar thing um, kind of struggled in the beginning of the year, then got hot and literally won two road games on the way to the Super Bowl, just like this year. I mean, potentially this year, right? First game was at home. Second one was on the road versus Buffalo. 
And if they beat Kansas City, they're going back to the Super Bowl. And right now they're favored. Obviously, I think Vegas is is playing the Patrick Mahomes high ankle sprain. Um, they're putting that in consideration for the line right now. Shane, let me ask you the same question. You believe these are the four best teams in the NFL right now playing on championship weekend? <clears throat> I don't know, dudes. I mean, that's why they play the game. Mm. Right? Like, I would love to say. Yeah, I mean, but you, a team could just be better that day. Man, listen, listen. I don't play that game in life. <laughs> it's a tournament, right? And the yeah. best teams that's winning in the tournament are at the top. Chiefs, Bengals, the Niners. Hold on. Well, let me push back on that. Eagles. So, March Madness, when teams get upset, do you always feel like the best four teams are the best four teams at the end of the year? Yes, I do. I truly do. I mean, wow. like, you, you got to think about it. Like, there's pressure involved. That's um, true. You know, everybody doesn't handle pressure very well. And big games, when you got to really, like, showcase how good you really are, everybody can't take that light. We see that in Dallas. Yeah. They don't take that light well for the last 20-some <laughs> years. There's other there's other players. Why are we catching I'm here minding my business. <laughs> Stray bullets, literally. Like, I thought we moved on past okay. the Dallas thing. Oh, let, no. us, let us live. Shady, oh, damn. Oh, oh, I'm sorry, Ash. Teammate wasn't no shot at you. I was just talking about this. This football, <laughs> you know what I mean? Just doing my job, you know what I'm saying? And yeah, dude, so that's why you play the game, man. I I don't do these moral victories. Oh, you got you win this day. No. If you beat us, you're the better team. Simple as that. Mm. So let, let's let's do an early preview. Oh, when, when you look at But before I let you continue, yeah. You I think did she say that the the best hottest team is the Bengals? I didn't know if I heard that right. She's I not lying of, right now. I said out of the four. I didn't say the hottest. Okay. I said the, I feel like okay. they're the most dangerous going into this oh, final. Okay. I, she said most man, dangerous. Oh, yeah. I'm on my fault. I'm sorry. Sorry, Ash. I just was like, it was kind of crazy because, like, it was a disconnect between us because, I mean, like, my Eagles were, like, the, one of the MVP candidates of this year, like Jalen Hurts. Burrow was an MVP candidate, too, though. Well, I mean, he got there, like, he had ups and downs. You know, he, he threw four picks one game. The one game he played <laughs> good. So, my thing is, like, my boy – he been holding it down since day one. And it's like, mm. we don't get the respect we deserve, but that's okay. I, I, where I'm from, we going to earn things. So we'll earn it. We'll earn it Sunday. I ain't mad at you. All right. Well, well let me follow up with you, LaShawn, Shady, McCoy. Uh, as you look at your Eagles, just some early looks between them and the 49ers. What's one thing you really want to key in on and hone in on this in this game when it happens Sunday? Does that have to be one? Can I give you two? You can give me two, brother. You can give me two. Okay. So I'm going to start with the obvious one. The quarterbacks. Mm. This teams, mm. these, these both of these teams are so equally matched. But <laughs> when I look at them, though, <laughs> the biggest fool. gap is the quarterback. Like, 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 Jalen Hurts, his rookie, his 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 uh, uh, try to find himself was last in the playoffs. We got smoked mm. by the Bucks. Then he got he got it together, trained super hard, dedicated. This Jalen Hurts got him some help. So now, so now when I look at him, like. Our time is now. So the quarterbacks, to me, is a big difference. And everything comes through Philly, right? Them boys from the West Coast got to come all the way to Philadelphia. It gets grimy. You feel me? All y'all Niner fans, listen. Come to the game. Have your drink and your popcorn. You know, cherry a little bit. Don't get too crazy because Philadelphia is not the place for all that. And if you don't believe me, ask Ashley Nicole Moss. She, she'll tell you how Philly fans get down. Number two, right? Let's talk about actually coming to Philadelphia. It's a rookie yeah. you playing over there. But if you look at the way he played against the Dallas Cowboys, it was a good offense and a good defense. Well, I'll just talk about defense. Great defense. Shut them down. Turnovers and all that. But now, 
you bring the same defense for Philadelphia that's giving you that same crazy workout, and you're on the road, we're going to finally see what that rookie looks like. The Mr. Irrelevant, he going to get his name. His name worth for sure Sunday. Mm. What about you, Ashley? What when you look at you know the 49ers and, and Eagles matchup? Speak just some the early truth, looks. Ash. Don't speak from what, your heart. What, speak from what, the one, truth. What's one thing you kind of want to key in on and, and hone in on in that game? I mean, listen, there these are two really good defenses that are going to be going at it, just like against when they play when the 49ers face Dallas. Um, so for me, and I said this yesterday, I'm gonna stick by this. It's whatever quarterback's the most elusive to go ahead and combat those that really strong defense. And for me personally, the only thing that I'm concerned about, we spoke about this off air, is how healthy Jalen Hurts actually is. Um, and we said the same thing about Patrick Mahomes going to that Bengals game is something to look at is how healthy is he actually because even a slightest shift in the percentage of health can make all the difference. But I will say that I'm still leaning towards Jalen Hurts and that Philly offense on combating what the 49ers are going to throw at them defensively. Listen, Brock Purdy, I'm not taking anything away from him. I think he (laughs) played exceptionally well, especially, listen, rookie, what was he, last pick in the draft? Like, I can't take that. I can't take that from him. Like, he's been balling out. Respect, respect. But but I don't know if it's going to be enough to outscore the Philadelphia Eagles. And I think, honestly, because both defenses are really good, it's going to come down to who can combat those defenses to put up the most points. And it's going to, for me, that that still, by a fraction, it still lies with the Philadelphia Eagles. So I'm going oh, with that. Oh, Unfortunately, I'm going with them. Oh, man, that that's be, big for her to proud. admit. Your father Eagles? Be proud. Oh. The yeah. Eagles? I'm not having yeah, fun. Dollar. I didn't have fun saying that, but it's just. I hey, see. <laughs> you, you, and listen, I respect you doing your job. You're being honest for the radio. Shut all up, of your Shady. listeners out there, <laughs> she's being like, honest. Yeah. yeah. So, so you guys make some really good points when you, when you come to the quarterback I typically do. position. Uh, Ashley, you actually made a really good point about Brock Purdy and his elusiveness. Yeah. I think that's part of his game that people don't talk about enough because he does some things off platform really well. Um, if you just look at his numbers, crazy stats, plays that take three seconds or longer where he's able to, you know, run around. He has five touchdowns and zero interceptions and 114 quarterback. That's pretty good, rate. though. That's yeah, really good. good. So, awesome. you know, Shady, we talk about this young guy's panic usually, but he he seems like he's comfortable in those situations where the first or second read isn't there. He can use his mobility a little bit, buy some time, find a running back out of the backfield, find George Kittle down the field. And he does really well in those situations. I know me and Shady were kind of talking about this off camera. That RPO game, and I'll do a, a more specific breakdown later in the week. That run pass option game for the Eagles is hell. It huh. is literally if I was a defensive coordinator, it would literally keep me up at night. Not only that, but it and it always freaking works. Like it's but, but this this so is why it, like I've watched them beat the Cowboys the first time. Yes, it was Cooper Rush. But they were literally, if you watch that game back, nine times out of ten, that's what they were doing. It was killing them consistently. It always freaking works, yeah. and it's hard to stop it. It's well, hard. it's because you got your eye discipline on defense, defense has to be at an elite level. Like your linebackers' eyes have to be at an elite level. Jalen Hurts does so much as far as the mesh point between him and a running back, where you really don't know if he's handing the ball off to Miles Sanders. Or he's throwing it to the flat to Dallas Goddard. Or he's throwing a slant route to A.J. Brown. Or they're throwing a screen out there to Devontae Adams. Like, 
there's so much and a lot goes into it too because Shady, you know this, the offensive line has to be smart there too because it's called a run play. Yeah. If they're downfield and he throws Fit the ball downfield. when they're two yards down the field, it's a legal man downfield. So that's it's right, everybody right. working together. So yes, it's a simple offense, but there's so many nuances to it. And on defense, if your eye discipline isn't where it needs to be, if you take one false step, kind of like Fred Warner did in the very first play versus the Miami Dolphins on that RPO, Trent awesome. Sherfield runs 75 yards to the house. Yeah, The Eagles give you that same issue with, you know, A.J. Brown and Dallas Garden in the flat and, you know, Devontae Smith, who scored on an RPO screenplay yeah. on the second drive of the game. So it's like that's the one thing that I want to watch, right? Fred Warner is one of the smartest, one of the best linebackers. Some consider him he the is, best linebacker in football. Yeah, he is that. He's got to have a monster game. He had a monster game versus Dallas. He's got to play even better against that RPO for the 49ers to have success because the way you mitigate the RPO is you got to kill it on first and second down. That way on third down, you can't really use it because you're not respecting the run on third and long. So let's go ahead and flip over to the other side, the AFC. This is I Am Athlete Tonight. I'm your host, Lee Doosable, with my squad, Ashley Nicole Moss and LaShawn Shady McCoy. I'll start with you, Shady, and go to Ashley. When you're looking at this game, right, this is a rematch from last year's AFC Championship game between the Chiefs Correct. and the Bengals. What is the one thing you're looking at, Shady? What's the one thing you want to hold on early look in this, this conference championship game? I want to see great play from the quarterbacks. Like, Joe Burrow has been lighting it up, even all year. I mean, he has some ups and downs, but that's football. Uh, he's looked great, man. He actually went to Buffalo. Snow on the ground, like smoke them boys. And and from from the first play <laughs> to the last, he was lighting them up. And then the smoke offense them. looked good. They ran the ball extremely effective um, and efficient. Uh, I just think that man. I, I'm waiting to see how Patrick Mahomes, how's he doing. The cool thing though about about uh, the Chiefs man, Andy Reid, he's he's so loyal. And he has the same um, uh, training staff that he had in Philadelphia, and them guys work extremely hard. The head trainer Rick Burkholder, who was extremely smart. He's very experienced. So I, I think we'll see Pat, man. We'll see him close to 100%. We might not see him at 100% 90. off the high ankle? No, I said, no, I said we'll be close. We'll be close. Okay. Like like 80%. Because I, I, I heard that, uh, you know, I got my sources. You know what I mean? I got my little networking. And <laughs> I, I heard he's not he's not sh- uh, as bad as people think. Right? That, as far that, as that, like, that, yeah, I heard it. he's not really yeah. limping. He didn't wear yeah, a boot no, or anything. No, he didn't wear a boot. Um, yeah. um, and uh, it was stable enough, right? He did the walkthroughs. Um, he did the small little practice they had, which most times I had a high ankle. I don't know if you did. Yeah. But, um, you, you typically can't, can't do that. You can't right do none away. of that. <laughs> so, yeah. So, and, then, and then when he came back in late in the game, he was moving a little better. Not, not a little as, bit. Yeah. So, so, so let's me know. Get some drugs in you, right? <laughs> good to and go. You feel a little better. Oh, you, my God, if you win, you got throw. two weeks before the Super Bowl, so and, you'll be and, good. And, and the last part is like knowing him, he's such a competitor. He hear what they saying out here in these streets. Joe yeah. Burrow, is he, is he finally better than Pat? He hear that. Pat's a competitor. Literally, I know he hear Yo, that. He's taking it personal. I, I, I remember when um when uh our first well Super Bowl that that was 2019. And 2019 were, uh, versus the 49ers, you know, yeah. Brady was still like, you know, talked about obviously yeah. talking about, but you know, he still was kind of like the crown. Aaron Rodgers was still the crown. Yeah. Pat said, man, I'm I'm QB1. Yeah. And I'm gonna show him. And damn sure he did. So so he has that 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 edge with him, and he hears that. So I look forward to seeing uh, not only Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, but Andy Reid. Can we put some respect on him? Right. They're going to be ready to roll. I'm just scared about the defense. Yeah, and before I go to you, Ashley, that's that's the thing. I went back and watched that game from earlier this year. You know, these two teams played, this year? Oh, played this year? Okay. earlier this year at yeah. Cincinnati. 
And Joe Mixon wasn't even out, was out that game, right? You talked about Joe Mixon running the ball really well versus Buffalo last week. Samaji Piran gives him a little juice as the backup guy, like catch the ball really well out of the backfield, runs it hard. He had over 150 all-purpose yards. Huh? He's he's all right. He ain't Joe, though. No, I'm no, I'm saying he gave them a little juice. Yeah, oh, he had okay. over 150 all purpose yards oh, versus did all that and Joe won there. I get, I get, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, so you know, with Joe Mixon getting there, and you're gonna have some odd, you know, some odd GP Ryan. Now you'll, you know, be able to not split the carries, but you know, some odd GP Ryan had a lot of success. Now with Joe Mixon in that running game getting going last week, that's something that you know, like you said, Shady, will concern you because Cincinnati, Brian Callahan does a really good job. The offensive coordinator for Cincinnati is spreading things out. That's what he did versus Buffalo, he spread it out. Three by one formation, he four did. by one formations, he and did. he made the defense the line from Buffalo say "uncle." Literally, that's what they did. They <laughs> ran the ball down their throats. Can you get off of blocks and make tackles? Because we're gonna spread you out where you have to respect the receivers on the yeah, outside. That was crazy, yeah. Hey, hey, so dudes, they, they do, yo. dudes. Do you know Ashley's nickname? Oh she lord, what is it? They, Kelly. They call her Kelly. They call her Kelly. <laughs> I'm not falling for the trap again, Shady. <laughs> they gonna be on Twitter going at both of y'all. I love. Let me make this very clear. I love Kelly Rowland. She is super dope. And if you want to call oh, me Kelly, oh, oh, na- oh, na- oh, 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 look, 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 look. Well, look she called, <laughs> she called, she called Kelly out, and she thought that it was gonna backfire on me, but they got on her because she said Kelly out. Dude, you, you said, you said Beyonce. I said that on a trip, and everybody, yeah, Kelly. I mean, Shady took it very offensive that I called him Kelly. I mean, and I said, what's wrong with Kelly? Like, there's nothing wrong no, no, with Kelly. No, 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 Ryan and back. Look, look. She said, I mean, Beyonce goes, we say Beyonce goes on a trip, and I come back, and everybody think they're Beyonce. Shady's Kelly. I was like, oh. So I said, who's Kelly? Just, you what's know. wrong with Kelly? Listen, there's nothing wrong with Kelly Rowland. <laughs> yeah, I repeat, there's yeah. nothing wrong Social with Kelly. Social media didn't like it. They didn't like that. <laughs> Cancel culture. Yo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ashley, as you look at these two teams, right, okay. the, the Bengals and Chiefs squaring off again back-to-back years in the AFC Championship game, what's uh, I know you talked about Joe Cool or Joe Shiesty, whatever you want to call him. Uh, what's one of the things you're, you're honing in on this, on this game? I mean, just how the Bengals continue this momentum, right? I think also Andy Reid on the other side, if anybody can go ahead and combat a possible not fully healthy Patrick Mahomes, it's Andy Reid. Um, and that's going to be interesting because I think that if he isn't as healthy as a lot of people think he is not, it's going to go ahead and affect his ability to do some of those miraculous things that we see him do, at least efficiently efficiently or consistently throughout the game. So how do you combat that? That's going to be interesting to see, but it's also going to be interesting how the Bengals' defense is going to go ahead and hone in on that, if that affects yeah how the Chiefs offense is able to function and how they're able to run. So I'm looking at that. But again, I keep speaking on it. That momentum that this Bengals team is coming into, I mean, it's dangerous. Like you beat a team that everyone expected you to lose to. Everyone had it was going to be the Bills and the Chiefs in a rematch. Once again, (laughs) everyone had their money on that matchup and you went in there and you didn't just do it. You did it on the road. You did it in a snow game. A lot of pressure on the line. And you went in there and said, "Uh, uh-uh, not so fast. We're the Bengals and we got something to say. And the fact that the Bengals have beaten the Chiefs three times is definitely something I'm going to be looking at because apparently they have the formula. They got the number. And now they're going in there with all this momentum. It's going to be a lot closer than I think a lot of people think. And I would not be surprised if the Bengals went ahead and pulled this one out.
It's just mm-hmm. that it just seems like it's just that kind of an energy momentum for them right now. And I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, the yeah. Bengals are the one team that probably has the most confidence when it comes to playing the Kansas City Chiefs because they beat them three times in a row. And Lou Anaromo yeah. has done a really good job of disguising, switching things up. He put Josh Allen in that offense in the blender last week with so many different looks, blitzing, you know, the safety, yeah, blitzing him. the slot corner. Like Buffalo had no answer for what he was doing on defense. And literally that's, this has been the one team that's given Patrick Mahomes issues, right? We talked about this earlier uh, in this show when we kind of first started the show that, you know, Lou Romo was the first guy to be like, all right, we're going to rush three and make Patrick Mahomes be patient and wait for something to get open. And then we're going to add that fourth rusher as a spy. That way we could speed up what Patrick Mahomes wants to do. So that'll be interesting to see, right? With Patrick Mahomes mobility, maybe not being a hundred percent like we talked about because so much of his game has been predicated on him buying time, even within the pocket, not even getting outside the pocket, just maneuvering in the pocket to throw the ball down the field. And Shady, you talked about it. He got better as that game went on, on Sunday that passed to Marquez Valdez-Scantley. That was him moving up into the pocket, running and throwing a jump pass to him for a touchdown. We'll see where that mobility is. That's something I'll definitely be watching. I Am Athlete Tonight is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. Support I Am Athlete Tonight with a five-star rating and by leaving a review. That's a big deal, guys. Stop being lazy. Pick up your phones and leave a review and give us a five-star rating. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Want more? Catch the full two hours of I Am Athlete tonight, weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern on Mad Dog Sports Radio, Sirius XM Channel 82. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash IAA tonight trial to start your free trial today. Serious XM Podcasts. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Two guys drove to work. Neither guy wore a seatbelt. One guy got a ticket. One guy didn't. The same two guys drove home. One guy wore a seatbelt. One guy didn't. One guy made it home. The guy not wearing his seatbelt didn't. Don't risk it. Click it or ticket. Paid for by NHTSA.